It's good to be with you. It's been some time since I have seen you all and you look healthy and well. Once, I think it was Lineria who said to my mother, she said in two words, if you were to ask God for something, what was it? What would you want from him? Well, she took it literally and she said, simple. Health and wealth. I wish the same for you all. <laughs> now, can I beg for my notes, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But God is good. And I can tell you God is alive and moving tremendously. The church in Romania is full of young people. And they are on fire for God and they Really, truly, when there is worship, they raise their voice and they sing and they dance and they praise the Lord. And in there, even God is visiting Iranian Muslims. Within the last six months, I have had nearly nine people baptized. This is just Iranian. And God is adding. My message of today is from Isaiah chapter 12. Actually, it's a fantastic chapter, but it has got only six verses. And I just want to speak about verse 1 and 2. Which say that in that day you will say, I will praise you, O Lord, although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away, and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength. And my song, he has become my salvation. I told you, Kasem, Kesk Parabanem Desh, Chnaz were to Zairatsat Zairimvra, but to head that Sarko Zairutitiev in Hangastatshir. Iskapes Astvats in Perkuchunuse, Yesnerank of Stahem Yev Chembachena. Desh there do him Ujases, do him Yeshkases, do Yareles in Perkuchuna. You see, the man who dares to say, I will trust and not be afraid, is described by Isaiah in the first verse of this remarkable chapter. As the man who, in time of trouble, raises his, voices, his voice from the depth of his heart, and his whole being. And he says, I will praise you, O Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away. And you have comforted me. You see, it is obvious that such a man has felt something of the anger of God. This one has known what it is to come under the pressure and the burden of trouble. But he also realized what it is to be delivered from its iron grip. You see, personally, I think that he who has never felt such a burden will never understand or know 
the joy of faith. Այն անձնավորություն որ երբեք այսպեսի խորունք դժվարություն եւ նեղություն չի ունեցել իրական կյանքի մեջ, չի կարող ճաշակի հավատքի հաջույքնել։ After all, what does he have to trust about? Եթե նեղություն չունի, ինչի համար նա պետք է վստահի որեցե մեկին։ What cause is there for his being afraid when he does not see anything wrong in himself? Եթե իր մեջ ոչ մի սխալ չի տեսնում, ինչի համար պիտի վախենա, ինչից պիտի վախենա։ But he is conscious of his trouble and sin. Բայց իմանում է որ նեղություն գոյություն ունի եւ իմանում է որ մեղքել գոյություն։ And when you have a man who is conscious of that, Եվ այն անձնավորություն, որ անդրադարձած է, որ մեղք եւ նեղություն կա։ Then he raises his voice and says, surely God is my salvation. Այդ ժամանակ է, որ ձայնը բարձրացնում է եւ աղաղակում է ասելով, աստված է իմ փրկությունը։ I will trust and not be afraid. Այդ ժամանակ ես կվստահեմ, կհենվեմ նրան եւ չեմ վախենում։ Especially as his whole the whole of his salvation is found in God. Մասնավորաբար, որ մեր ամեն փրկությունը միայն գտնվում է աստծո մեջ։ As revealed in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ինչպես որ հայտնվեցավ Հիսուս Քրիստոսի մարմնի մեջ։ And when Christ is our savior. Երբ որ Հիսուս Քրիստոսը մեր փրկիչն է։ And has saved us from our sin. Մեր մեղքից ազատել է։ Then indeed we can raise our voice and say I will trust and not be afraid. Իսկապես այն ժամանակ մենք մեր ձայնը կարող ենք բարձրացնենք, ասենք մեկ կվստահենք եւ չենք վախենա։ But generally speaking there are four types of people. Բայց ընդհանրապես 4 տեսակ անձնավորություններ գոյություն ունեն։ Who use these very words to proclaim four different ways of living. Ways of living. Բայց այս անձնավորությունները 4 տարբեր ձևով կարող են արտահայտվել իրանց կարծիքները կյանքի եւ ապրելու մասին։ There is the first type who says I will not trust nor be afraid. Առաջի անձնավորությունը այսպեսի է, որ ասում է, ես ոչ կհավատամ, ոչ էլ կվախենամ։ You see the same words. Նույն բառերը։ The second type will say, I will be afraid and I will not trust. Երկրորդ ասում է, եթե ես թեք ուզել վախենամ, չեմ կարող վստահել։ The third type he says, I will trust and still be afraid. Երրորդ ասում է, չնայած որ վստահում եմ, բայց դեռ վախ կա մեջս։ Yes, and, like the fourth, <laughs> and, and the fourth type who says I will trust and not be afraid. You see the first type, the first type who say we will not trust nor be afraid. Such a person says, you know, I am no believer in Christ. Այսպեսի մի անձնավորություններ մասնում է ես Հիսուսին չեմ հավատում։ I do not want any free grace gospel. Իր ձրի դվիրված շնորհքին կարիք չունեմ։ I need no mercy. Ողորմության կարիք չունեմ։ For I am righteous. Որովհետև արդեն ես արդար եմ։ I have been moral and ethical in my behavior. Իմ ապրելակերպս ճիշտ է եղել։ And he does not see He does not say that in words but he does it in action. Գուցե բարերով չի ասում, բայց իր ավերմունքը, իր ավերաբերմունքը այս է ցույց տալիս։ Regretfully the only righteousness they have is their own opinion. Դժբախտաբար իրանց արդարությունը մինակ իրանց կարծիքից է բխում։ And that in the sight of the Lord is nothing but filthy rags. Բայց աստու աչքի առաջ դա կեղտոտ մելաթի է նմանում։ And yet they claim that they are rich and increased in goods and have need of nothing. Sorry, I missed that something happened there. <laughs> Can you repeat that? They claim that that they are rich. Բայց իրանք կարծիքով նրանք հարուստ են։ They are increased in goods. Իրանց մատերիալ նյութերը իթալով ավելանում են։ And they have need for nothing. Եվ որևից է մի բանի կարիք չունեն։ You see I heard of a man. Ես մի մարդու մասին գիտեմ։ Who wrote on the top of his the door of his house. Իշտան գլխավերը գրել էր։ Let no evil person enter here. Թող որևից է պիղծ մարդ այս տունը ներս չմտնի։ One of his neighbors. Իր հարևաններից մեկը remarked that if he carried out his own words and orders Հարևան ասում է, եթե ինքը իր ասած ուզենակատարի, he would never be able to enter his own house. Ինքը իրավում չունենա իր ոտը իր տնիսներս տնի։ You see such people think that all others are evil except themselves. Այսպես անձնավորություններ վստահացած են, որ իրանք լավ են եւ ամեն մարդված են։ And yet if they could only look within themselves, 
They would discover that the evil person not only lives in their house. But his head is under the hat they are wearing. You see, in fact, the evil person is themselves. Though they think they are righteous. Now, such a person, if he fancies that he can live in this world rough, uh, wrapped up within himself without being afraid, and that he can die clothed in his own righteousness, then I beg such a person not to be misguided to continue on supposing that when he is in the other world, he will wake up dressed in his righteousness without fear. If such a person could only have a clear view of how defective, how defiled his righteousness is in the sight of God, he would never, ever have the daring to put any confidence in his righteousness. Because really, much better men than him, such as King David, cried out to God, and he said, Lord, don't bring me, don't bring your servant into judgment. For no one living is righteous before you. You see, the gospel teaches us that there is no salvation by our own works. You see, the question will always be there. If there were such a possibility that we could become, we could have salvation by our own works, then what need would have been for this awful tragedy of Calvary? If we could save ourselves, these people say, give me plenty to eat and drink. And I really don't care about that faith yes. of which you are talking so much. Give me the cash. I want to have my share now. You see, unfortunately, if that is the way you talk now, there might be a time, there can come a time when you will be quite alone. When the comforts of this world will suddenly vanish. And there may come a time of sickness when all your wealth, even if it was put on your suffering body, could not heal it. And when all your possessions and wealth will make it so much harder to die and leave it behind. You know, the pain then is not only within your body, but mentally after having to done so much in life to leave it behind. It's a double pain. 
and the second type who say I will be afraid and not trust. Again here, they may not be saying it with their lips, but they, they act that way. And such people are naturally apprehensive. They are afraid of many of the ordinary events that happen naturally in life. But they are sufficiently aware and conscious to know that they have done wrong in the sight of God. And they realize that sin must be punished. So they are afraid and they keep on being afraid. Because they will not trust in Christ Jesus to save them. Now, this is a very painful condition for anyone to be in. One cannot pity such a person. Because this person chooses to be afraid. And refuses to trust. If any of you is such a person, I beg you to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. If you don't, then one of these days you will find that you have ended trusting your fear only. You will find that your fear has become God in your life. And you will end up trusting your fear only. Now you may say, how can this be? How can I do that? Well, I have seen many persons who feeling the burden of their trouble, they began to trust their convictions. They claimed to be, not to be like someone they knew. They say, oh, we cannot do wrong, but we feel the guilt of it. And then if you talk to them, they say, oh, we are looking for the Savior and desire to find him. And yet, there they stick. As if they are glued to that place and they stop there. Now, I have heard someone say to me, you know, that is a wonderful state of mind. To desire to find the Savior. Now, I don't disagree that it is a wonderful state of mind. But it is not, it is supposed to be the doorstep to grace. And I agree with it. But if any of us would go home after church and sit at the doorstep of our door all night, I think you will find it highly probable that if a policeman passes by, he will ask you, what are you doing? Excuse me. Now, spiritually, it is the same. It is horrible to get to the doorstep of grace. And then sit there. You see, to get to the doorstep of heaven and stay outside it, that's where hell is. It doesn't matter that it is at the doorstep of heaven. You are not in. If you are not in Christ, you are out of Christ. He that is not alive is dead. 
that is not washed is unclean and smelly. And he who is not regenerated is not transformed. There cannot be any space between these two. There is no neutral border, no neutral ground in here. So please don't continue trusting in your fear, thinking it is wisdom and you are wise. So don't stay content with that condition. You know, I have known people go in and out of the house of God for years. And they never accepted Christ. And they have grown to become confirmed doubters. Doubters. You see, this is a terrible, horrible condition of the heart. You know, it is said, he who lives in fear dies a thousand times. Every time he turns, he's terrorized. But then there is the third type of people. They will say, I will trust and be afraid. And I will not disappoint, Brother Edward. <laughs> These mostly are believers. And again, they don't say it really in words, but they constantly act that way. They do trust, yet they are afraid. They are saved, and yet they are afraid. You know, these dear inconsistent believers seem as if they were determined to shut themselves out of the kingdom of God. Even though the door of mercy stands wide open, you remember the rock at the grave was rolled away. The grave has no door to keep us except our fear. And unfortunately, such behavior in a believer is a stumbling block. In the way of many other good people. Now, I, I tonight, from the bottom of my heart, pray that if there is any of us like that to enable us, to make it possible for us to give this bad habit away. It is a terrible habit to trust and be afraid. I want you to be of good courage. And as of tonight, try to put praise in your life. You know, praise is the shortest way of binding Satan. You don't believe me, try it. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. You try to say this four or five times and you will see that things begin to shine. You need to change the key of your singing. No more mournful notes. Begin, begin to say with the prophet Isaiah I will praise you O Lord 
Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Surely, my God, you are my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. You see, such people must not do what David did by asking counsel from their heart and not from their Lord in prayer. Jeremiah tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. David did a foolish thing. He forgot to counsel himself with God. Instead, he kept his eyes on his enemy. Which was King Saul, was trying to kill him. And it was no wonder that when he saw the force, the strength and the determination of his enemy, that when he counseled with his heart, he said his heart told him, you know you shall surely one day fall at the hands of your enemy, you shall die. And that resulted in him making some horrible, miserable, terrible decisions in his life. And I will tell you this tonight. If you wish to hatch the egg of unbelief, till it turns into a serpent, then hold back prayer. If you wish to see evil magnified, mercies diminished, your tribulation increased and your faith diminished, hold back prayer. That was the cause of David's unbelief. He trusted God and was afraid. And he wrote much of the Psalms because of that stupidity. And who is constantly in those psalms is feeling the guilt of what he has done. But then finally there is this fourth type that says, I will trust and not be afraid. You see, this declaration is not the result of some indoctrination or brainwashing. This declaration is the, the result of the knowledge that is brought about with the certainty of faith. Not belief. You see, belief always has an element of doubt. Faith has none. You see, such people, they recognize their adoption as the children of God. And they raise their voice loud and clear and cry, Abba, Father. They come to him and lay at his feet their burdens. Their sins, their cares, their troubles. And you know, nothing delights our Lord more than being trusted. And the more we trust him, the more pleased he is. 
Jesus. I have often said, you know, we need a mediator between us and God. But definitely we do not need a mediator between ourselves and the mediator. So come to him and say to him, I will trust and not be afraid. You see, here at this moment ends both the guilt and the power of sin. When we reach to this stage, we can say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, even in this mortal body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, here ends the remorse and sorrow of heart. Here ends the anguish of a wounded spirit. And then God turns our heaviness into joy. And we will find that the wounds that we have are now bound by his hands. But here also ends the bondage of fear. Because our heart stands fast believing in the Lord. We cannot fear any longer the anger of God. For we know it is now turned away from us. And we look upon God no more as an angry judge. But as a loving father. We cannot fear the devil anymore. Knowing he has no power except that God gives him permission. And we no longer fear the hell. Being now the heirs of the kingdom of heaven. And as a result of that, we have no fear of death. Which has kept us in bondage for so many years. And now we are assured in our hearts. That if this house, this earthly body, be dissolved, be dissolved, uh -huh. we have a building of God. We have a house not made with hands. It's a house eternal in the heavens. And I tell you, while still we are on earth, the Lord has said, a new heart also will I give you. 
And then you spirit I'll put within you. You see, he gives us a heart of flesh. Tender and sensitive to the movements of his divine spirit. We will have a new nature. And we will have within us an incorruptible seed that lives forever. But I want to give you a word of warning here. There are some things which you cannot trust God for. If you go into evil company, you may not say, I will trust that I shall not have any injury. If you begin to frequent places of questionable amusement, you may not say to yourself, I trust God that I can go in and out of this house which is full of evil infection. And yet not be touched by its disease. You see, that is wishful thinking. This is not faith. But whenever you trust God, about your cares, about your troubles, or whatever else it may be, you can say to yourself, I will trust and not be afraid. Because if I am afraid, it will dishonor God and bring disgrace upon his name. What am I afraid of anyway? You see, he has given me a promise. And I trust it. Why should I be afraid? Am I afraid that he cannot fulfill it? You know, in chapter 11 of Numbers, we have the story where the people murmured and complained to Moses that they did not have meat to eat. And God promises meat for the people. And it is very strange what you read next. Listen, listen to what Moses says to God and what Moses says to God Here I am amongst 600,000 men on foot and you are telling me I will give them meat to eat for a whole month do you think they will have enough if all the flocks and the herds were slaughtered for them? He's asking God, huh? Would they, would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? God does not answer his questions. He only says, Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? You will now see whether or not what I say will come, be, come true or not. Now you will see it. So is the arm of the Lord too short in your life? After all, how big is he in your life? How almighty is he in your life? Is he the size of an idol or the, the God of the universe? Why be afraid then? 
Is it because like Moses, I find it hard to think that God can fulfill his promises? Timothy tells us if you are, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. For he cannot disown himself. He cannot deny himself. This is how he is. This is what he is. For he is the same yesterday, today and forever. An unchangeable God. Keeping his word from generation to generation. And he never departs from the covenant which he has made with the sons of men. That is with us. We are the sons of men. You see, my brothers and sisters, if you can say, I will trust and not be afraid. You will become courageous. You will go forward in duty. You will go forward in service. You will go forward in testifying and the confession of Christ before men. You will not go around be asking whether men like it or dislike it. Because for the while that you trust in God, you will never be afraid of men. Now let me finish with a small story, a short story. Of a boy who went to sea in a great sailing ship. On his first voyage, the captain said to him, Can you climb? And of course, he is thinking of the mast where the sails are. And the boy said, Oh, yes, captain. He thought that he could climb. On the basis that when he was home, he climbed a high tree to reach a bird's nest. So after a time, the captain said to him, climb. And get to the top of the mast and do some work. And of course, the boy immediately jumped and he started, he went up. When he reached the top, he suddenly realized that as the ship was going into the trough and up to the highest point of the crest of the wave, that the mast was swaying. The tree back home never swayed like that. And he was sure he could be, he climbed. Now the captain standing down there looking up, he realized that this boy is going to lose it, he's going to die. Because the boy started feeling queasy and faint. And when the captain was, as the captain was watching him, started shouting at him, Boy, look up, look up! He did look up. And that saved him. You see, because when he was growing dizzy, he would have fallen. But when he looked up, everything above was all right. You see, the sun does not go like that. <laughs> the sun does not sway. So looking up, the lad forgot 
the thing that he was suffering. And he descended safely. And you will find, you will find like this boy. That the best thing for us to do also is to look up. When we have been looking down and all around us was swaying and everything was trembling, we began to tremble and fear. And we were afraid of those moments when we were thought that we will perish because of the trouble. But tonight, please, look up. Look up and say, I will trust and not be afraid. And I would finally impress something on you. You will become happy if you can say, I will trust and not be afraid. You know, your own heart will begin to sing like the birds sing out in the morning. And your soul will feel like a watered garden, satisfied. And you will have two heavens. A heaven on earth and then the eternal heaven above. And you shall go from glory unto glory. God being with you. And I pray tonight that the Holy Spirit himself to write this message in your hearts. Church, I want to hear you shout. I will trust and not be afraid. Come on. Can you say it? God bless you tonight. Praise the Lord for this message. I think we have come to the realization that we must definitely belong to the fourth group of men. I declared at the beginning of the message that I belong to the third group like the most of us, but now I've gone to the fourth group. Amen. Uh, together we'll sing this song and declare our faith. We'll sing it in Armenian and in English. You are my hiding place. You always feel my heart with I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say, I am strong in the strength of my God. I will trust in you. Glory to your King. You always feel my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you.
With our last and final prayer, all of us want to bring all our fears and hand them over to Him. Let us think and see what sort of things we're afraid of. The word of God says, don't be afraid, only believe. Amen. Let us join our sister in this prayer and surrender all our fears at his feet. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that that you command us not to be afraid. And you have provided Jesus in whom we hide. He is as the rock beneath our feet. He is as the arms around us, even as the mountains surround Jerusalem. His arms are around about us, keeping us safe. And the name of the Lord is as a high tower above us. The righteous run into it and are safe. So what do we lack? Of what should we be afraid? Our confidence is in you, Lord. And we go from this place with our eyes fixed on you, Lord. Confident of who we are in you, Lord. And we bring all our fears and we just hand them over to you, Lord. Perform miracles for us this week, Lord. As we see your victories in our lives. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.